0: Welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC podcast, with your hosts Russell Lee and Chris Bowden, bringing you the latest RC news and interviews from around the world. Sit back and enjoy as we talk RC cars.
1: Hello and welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast, with your host myself Russell Lee, and as always, the fantastic Chris Bowden. How you doing, Chris?
2: I'm
3: not too bad, mate. We've had a good week this week, haven't we, in the RC world, so...
1: It's been it's been pretty busy, hasn't it? You know, there's yeah, been yeah. some major things happen.
3: Well, yeah, one or any, two. Anyway, or before
1: two. we get into it, let's say a massive thank you to our sponsor. So, as always, thank you to CML Distribution and Schumacher Racing, the guys that keep us on air every weekend, keeping us sweet with loads and loads of new stuff coming out. So, cheers, guys. You're the best. Chris... I was going to talk about me because you know, let's face it, it's always all about me. But
3: well, you've got you've got this overinflated thing that you're some sort of superstar.
1: Well, you know, I am kind of a big deal. No joking. Anyway, yeah. more importantly than me, associated with the B6.3. So hot off the press, the cars were launched yesterday. So who better to get on tonight than one of the guys that designed it, Kurt Wenger?
3: I've got to say thank you to Kurt, literally, I mean, as we're recording this now, it's quarter past eight in the evening. I messaged Kurt at nine o'clock last night, asking if he had half an hour free to come on and do this with us. So he graciously said, yeah, and his exact words were, anything that will help answer any of the customer's questions.
1: Yeah. So really, so. it's been a bit of a time warp tonight because I'll finish work at five, takes me an hour to get home. Chris booked this guy for six. So I had to drive rather like spiritedly I. to get home tonight. Yeah. And people didn't know Did how I drive. drive like, know how much more than I would normally drive yeah. spiritedly would be.
3: Did you did did you turn from Ayrton Centre to Pastor Maldonado?
1: Yeah, something like that. So anyway, although we're going to pretend now like he's just coming on and he's waiting in the wings, it, this was actually pre-recorded a couple of hours ago, and then we'll get on to the real guests. it all makes sense in the edit. Yeah, I think, when you're hopefully.
3: listening to him you in your car on the way to work, That's it'll
1: be it seamless. So, so right here we go. Anyway, he's waiting in the sort on the on the side for us to phone him. So. I'm going to delve into the value of Skype, and I'm going to go looking for Kurt Wenger.
3: Okay, so on the line we should have Kurt Wenger from Associated. Kurt, you okay?
0: Hey, guys, how's it going? Really, really good, thanks. good, thanks. Thanks thanks really for doing good, your flying
1: man. visit this week. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on. We're uh, pretty excited about the, the new announcement with the B6.3 kits and the B6.3D. And uh, I know a lot of people have questions about the details, so hopefully we can uh, get all your listeners covered, and they can uh, get up to speed listen to your podcast. Yeah.
3: So, Kurt is obviously the lead designer for the guys of you who don't know at associated. Um, Obviously late last night over here um, in the UK, uh, the information dropped, and it's been a a hive of questions and activities, so uh, we thought what better way to get this uh, this answered than to speak to the man himself Um, so a big thank you to you Kurt obviously I know I only messaged you at ridiculous o'clock yesterday and you've made the time for us so a massive thank you for that Um, jump straight in some of the questions we've had um, are how the effects of the wider C and D block and the shorter arms and drive shafts will affect the car what's the, the sort of the theory behind that design update
0: yeah, that's a really good question. I know the whole rear end package um, is tied a lot between the arms and the arm length and also the drive shafts. And one of the developments brought in when we did the the B6.2 project, um, which I wasn't a part of, but was, was obviously the 69 millimeter longer drive shafts. And that's really critical in the two wheel drive cars for the vehicle handling and how it Transfers weight on and off power, and it really made the car more predictable. So, um, what we started out with in testing was um, working with running the longer drive shafts, which previously we had only run the long arms, and we still thought that there was some trade backs. So, uh, we built up some prototypes and started doing the testing um with the wider pivot so basically we could move the hinge pins out wider and use the 73 millimeter arm but still get the benefits of running the longer drive shafts and it was um, quite an improvement um, on the dirt and even on carpet for uh, drivability and making the car feel a lot more confidence inspiring and predictable um, So we went from there and then um, you may notice on the kit setups um, when you see more about the car that we changed some of the geometry locations for the upper link and overall the package was a lot better. I know um, on some of the races like uh, if you look at some Spencer setups recently you can see that he's kind of been incorporating some of the things we learned uh, on his setups and running the the wider C and D and then also widening the the upper link location out wider. And in general it lets the the roll center maybe stay a little bit lower through the travel as the car leans. And in general it gave the car a lot more of a comfortable to drive feel and the rear end was a lot more planted as far as when you get into the turn middle to exit that it wouldn't break loose as much and it would really Give you a lot more confidence to pick up the throttle and drive out of the corner
3: I Mean it was it was a car that was already quite stable in the long run so to take that even even further is obviously an amazing an amazing step forward for that but the one thing that's really interested me um, because since the beginning of the, the six platform there's been very very little changes on the front end of the car hasn't there and yes. you've sort of come in and then there's this new servo mount which i think is really exciting i think it looks really cool um and obviously the slightly different different front shock towers now um how will that new servo mounting system affect um, affect the steering of the car will it give you more flex or just more yeah. tunability to that
0: it's definitely, I mean, we look at it more as a chassis um, setting change because the one thing that's never changed on the design is the the servo mount. Um, it connected the left and right side chassis rails um, with the plastic bosses, so the servo was kind of a, a stiffening member between the two. Yeah. And we did a lot of testing with chassis thickness and um, a bunch of different things to vary the flex and there's two things that we incorporated into the new kit Um, one of them was modifying the chassis rails and and basically the chassis plates the dirt and the carpet are the same basic chassis plate design there's just now a new part number and it's got new holes drilled in it um, which are directly in the same location as the, you know, the ones that mount into the side rails, but it mounts the servo to the chassis. And so now the left and the right side of the chassis rails are not linked together. Um, So what that does is once we built it up and tested it, we noticed that a lot of the times um, the car would wind up and as it's flexing through the turns, it kind of hits a point where we use like a term like it winds up and the front end of the car um, tends to stay a little more rigid and it throws the rear end out and this way on the middle to exit of the turn you get a little bit more even chassis flex and it kind of translates to a more predictable feel if it's gonna break loose it's more predictable but also middle to exit the front end stays more planted you don't have to worry about as much um, the front end pushing out on power
3: so it's generating
0: it's generating
3: more on power steering then through that yeah it's
0: a pretty more it it definitely keeps the front end more um flex and more um carving through the turn and planted and then the car doesn't um push out when you pick up the throttle as much
1: yeah, especially with, and you've and, also done the 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 bell crank brace as well, haven't you? At the front, which is the, also going to tighten everything up.
0: Because that was the the screw was just supported on the bottom, and when the steering loads are going through there, a lot of people experience the screws breaking um, and having that failure either on impacts or something. So now the the upper brace above the bell cranks is is tied in. And um, it just gives it less flex and less opportunity um, when you take heads to to break those. So we really look yeah. at that as a durability improvement. And then obviously the other thing on the chassis flex front is the the battery strap has had the mounting boss in it to run the the tie rod a uh, turnbuckle battery brace yeah. um, for the chassis brace. Uh, Before, but now we've got, when we did the new mold, we incorporated the molded rod ends. And so now the fasteners and the tie rods and everything to use that tuning option is included in the box in both kits. Um, You can Uh see pictures of it on the photography for the dirt kit. And that really lets the rear end flex. It's kind of a similar, Thing. and especially on any case where you want a little less turn in and a little more rear grip um, that's a really good chassis tuning option
2: excellent
3: and as well I suppose with including that all in the box I noticed you've also got some like just little bits where I call them value for money upgrades so like the little um, the little wire tidies that have been molded yes. into it
0: yes um, that's all in the new uh, mold so all that um, that's all in the same mold tool. It's also out of a, a higher performance. Um, it's like a moly based like the ball-cut materials, so it's low friction, and yeah. that, um, that mold tool has um, the other uh, center rod ends. It has some new uh, extended shock ends, and it has new steering link ends, which the steering links – were originally out of a softer material, and so they would constantly uh, stretch out and oblong over time yeah, between that, the servo and the bell cranks. So that, those are new and a lot more durable. Yeah, that servo
1: yeah, linkage is the main thing I wanted because I tend to drive like Stevie Wonder quite a lot, and I've ovaled so many of those um, servo turnbuckle links um, through my time. It's, it's unreal. So it's good to see they've been made out of that new grey plastic. Um, what was the thought behind doing the three shock eyelet lengths? Just more tunability?
0: It's more tuning, and then also one of the things is the baseline length um, for the wider arm mount to run the arms out wider. Um, to keep the shock tower where it's able to run the long arm configuration, we the shock tower height is essentially the same as the B6.2. And then to get the droop and up travel, the baseline shock islet that you would run is the long one. And then if you want to, especially when you're running plus two or plus three, you might want to go to the additional, the new plus four islet to extend the droop travel. A lot of guys have been using them on dirt tracks. So... It's kind of just shifting the range of the, of the down travel and the standard positions that you'll start out with is is to use the what's then it, it's uh called the long islet. But they're really zero. You can reference them. There's there's a lot of images we put up that have like the zero, which is the short, and then the plus two is the long, and then the plus four is the longer, super long extra long yeah extra long
3: yeah so you did you did mention the um the shock towers briefly there and um a few people sort of asked me um about the sort of the overall shape of the shock towers has kind of changed a little bit as well haven't they they're they're thicker in some places thinned out in other places and obviously the holes have moved i'm assuming the holes have moved to be able to run the the shorter the longer pivot points and get yeah, the same uh,
0: geometry yeah the geometry is really similar so you can kind of if you ran the the farthest out location is is removed and then um we we changed them to have a little more fine tuning the yeah. uh, front tower the the standard location as far as there's some photos if you go into the team associated site. Yeah, um, I'm on it now. <laughs> if Never. you go into the v6.3 page, yep. there's a really good section in the actual photo gallery that has um, all the photos and they all have captions next to them. Yeah, yeah, I've got those. But you have to you, but you, have, to, you have to actually click into the actual uh, pictures and videos section of the product page. Are these yeah. the the ones
3: where they've got the old towers overlaid with the new towers? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're on the pictures and videos, so if people want to have a look at them to reference, they're there.
0: Yeah. So the outer location, um, which is the standard baseline that everyone uses, that's the identical hole location on the front. The farthest inboard location, which was on the B six point three, is removed, and we are able to add some material there and. Widen up the tower and make it a little more durable and then you still have two more additional options to lean the shock in and they're They're in the fine increment spacing. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, so That's the main change on the front the rear tower um, Obviously the tower isn't wider The locations are really similar, and that's part of why we made the longer shock eyelets um, to account for moving the arms out wider from center line. Yeah,
3: that makes sense now, looking at the pictures.
0: But the geometry and everything is really similar, and you can kind of think of that the outer hole on the B6.3D tower... Is the same geometry as the middle hole, and then you've got two more options to lean the shock in for a little more fine tuning.
3: Yeah, so there's now four holes on the new tower, isn't there? As opposed to yes. the as opposed to the, the, th- the standard three. three. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all uh, it all seems to be like a really nice evolution of a, of a package that was already a great car. Um,
1: yeah, I mean for me as well. The I was constantly bending wing mounts. Every, after every run, oh, yeah. especially on my lad's car, I was always pushing, pulling them over back straight again. So they look yeah. a hell of a lot beefier, which is, which is, which is great yeah, for me. Definitely.
0: Since we were redoing the front tower protector, we added on these rear uh, edge protectors that can go on the rear tower, which I know a lot of people, especially that are racing on carpet, want a smooth surface that won't, catch and tear the carpet surface yeah. and then the front one weight was redesigned with the fully covered screw heads so that there's no sharp edges and um it's a pretty cool system that that mounts and the mount screws aren't aren't uh exposed to pack with dirt and everything so it worked out pretty cool
3: yeah yeah that new that new front shock tower cover is awesome i mean Obviously, we race on Astro, which over here they're filled with sand, and when it gets wet, that it makes like a paste, and when it gets into like the heads of your screws, you spend ages just picking them out with a not like the tip of a really sharp hobby knife. Yeah. So that'll save hours trackside for us. That will.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and finally, we've gone. We've got the Octolock slipperers. Octolock. Have I said that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and the new spring configuration. This wait, so it's yeah, not a weird, so yeah, especially looking
0: spring. for you guys that are going to be buying the carpet and Astro version. We did a lot of clutch development with the four-wheel drive, and it's funny that when you do when you make a really good clutch, you don't hear a lot of praise about it. It's just like all the complaints stop. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because it's a really interesting uh, looking spring as yeah, well on that, yeah. isn't it?
0: it's quiet yeah so the spring is really critical that that whole package when we did the four-wheel drive development um, we carried over and the spring and the pad diameter is kind of all part of the design and so we incorporated that and made some new adapters so it's actually the identical spring from the four-wheel drive and the same pads and that it was a huge benefit and the main thing the drivers said once they ran it as they didn't realize how much of the fade they were, they felt they were experiencing during runs was, was the clutch fading. And that's the benefit of this design and, um, is using that material and, the the special extra heavy spring. It, it's, it has more power capacity and because of the spring's higher, um, and the amount that it slips, it's generating less heat and it's spreading out the work so that over a run, um, you won't experience the overheating and the car slowly slipping more and more through the run. And
3: it also now, because the big thing in the UK is nobody runs the the white slipper pla- pads that used to come with the kit.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: I think I've seen and a few people run did... on wet cars, but not, not on a dry yeah. car or a carpet car.
3: Yeah, the first thing you did was put them in your pit box and go and buy a set of the LCF. So, another, it's just another value for money thing, isn't it? Um, yes. The LCF sure is... Sure, you don't the, have to in buy in extra the ones.
1: The box so, and so. Yeah. so, are the LCF pads only continued in the previous version and they're available in the, the Oxalock version?
0: Yeah, they... I think we actually have sold out of them and i think we're i mean it introduced about nine months ago and all the spur gear molds have been updated so basically we're going to sell out of those spur gears and the spur gears can use old pads but eventually you can't even get the spur gears and um and so i was just checking i think the octalock pads sold out and are discontinued and you can, um, I'm sorry, the non octalock Yeah. So now basically all you can buy is the Octalock pads. And, um, but you can like, modify those, okay. though I can't.
1: Yeah, um, I'm sure Roger Mills told me you just tro- sure, chop the yeah. ears off if you, you want to use the old you spurs. Just
0: chop the ears off. If you have yeah. old spur gears and you can't get the pads, it's the exact same octagon shape. So you can just chop the ears off and run it on an older yeah. spur gear. If you've got some spur gears you want to burn up.
3: Yeah, I mean, is... I've had I've had the cars from the B6 with both the 64s, all the 6 series cars. Now, I've never chipped a tooth off a Spur gear. No,
1: I was thinking that you know when Roger was on about it the other <laughs> day, he, he was saying you know he says, how often do you change a Spur gear, and I'm like, I can't think. of I think every car I have when I sell it to buy the new one, it's still got the original Spur on it. Yeah. It's mega rare, I'll change this burger.
0: Yeah, they last pretty long. They eventually wear out, but they'll never usually fully give up the yep. ghost and die. So, I mean, the last thing, because obviously I
3: know you are quite time critical, so I don't want to abuse the generosity that you've given us today. Um a lot of people seem to be concerned that like you know oh, i've only just bought a 6.2 and now they've done a 6.3 obviously we've been shut down there's been barely any racing in the uk because of the covid um, situation but all of the parts from the 6.2 fit on the 6.3 and all of the 6.3 parts fit on the 6.2 don't they
0: yeah it's 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 really good and we did that for compatibility um Obviously, when you get to a point where you're like, well, we have to produce more kits. Um, Why not, you know, incorporate all these improvements that we've developed um, versus making more batches? Uh, You know, when you've got something good in your pocket, uh, in your back pocket, you don't want to go make uh, batches and batches of the older version. That's not, you know, not as up to snap once you know something's better so i like to think of it that way and and everything is made so that it can translate Um, we're going to be publishing a list of the all the spare parts numbers if you want to update if you have a gently used b6.2 and want to update it it's really not that extensive and if there are people that like to diy um modifying and drilling the holes in the chassis like, like i mentioned before on the chassis plate the lengths are the same so you really want to modify your own chassis and get a countersink bit and drill two, three millimeter holes. Um, it's really yeah, easy to cause do because you've already got a template, for,
1: haven't you? Because you just go straight through the plastic ears on the chassis for yeah, the servo mounting. Yeah, it? yeah. You
0: yeah. just drill through them and then you once you get the holes in the chassis plate, you can cut them off and voila, yeah. you've got the right location. It's the same
1: similar thing with shock towers. Isn't it? Like you know, if, if, um, if a race right there breaks a the front shock tower on a six point two. Well, the immediate thing you'd do is you put the six point three one on, wouldn't you? And then, yeah, you, you know, you're moving so, slowly towards it without, without I don't know how much it's going to cost to you know, do all at once.
0: Yeah, if you look at the overlay pictures, um, you can kind of figure out the locations. So some of the times when we originally tested it, we made, obviously, when we did the initial testing, we made our custom shock towers. But then when some of the other drivers tried it, they didn't change the shock tower and the world didn't end. So it's not super critical. Obviously if you want to run the plastic shock tower protectors, you have to get the production shock tower. Um, and the cool part is the modifying for the servo mount. There's a complete, um, servo mount assembly that you can buy, um, in spare parts. And that basically has all the fasteners and all the parts, and it actually comes with a carbon fiber, um, upper plate which will be a option for the kit but then if you want to buy the complete servo mount set it actually comes with the carbon fiber um, for that uh that cross brace for the transponder mounts. Um, oh, so is the transponder mount included in it as well then? That's included in the kit, uh, not oh, the wow. AMB part yeah. but the fasteners and the it's got holes in it to mount the transponder but uh, right. that little black molded piece that you see in the photos is an amb or my supplied part when yeah. you buy a my transponder you uh, get one you with get that, it so but okay. you can see in some of the other photos the you do get the fasteners and the holes are already there so
3: yeah i mean like i say it all looks amazing Kurt. it's it's an amazing uh, amazing pictures as well and it's great to see that hey, you you know despite in what many opinions certainly mine is the best two-wheel drive out there and um, you guys are keeping on pushing and uh keeping trying to give us the fastest uh, fastest cars on the market so thank you for that and obviously i know you're busy so i don't really want to take up a massive amount of your time
0: yeah Thank you for and i want to on. say it's not you know it's not just me working on the projects like we've got a great team at associated and The other engineer if you guys see him on social media his name is billy hayden he's uh just joined the team he's been on the team for about a year and uh for doing the engineering and so we've been working on all the electric off-road projects so he and i have been working on the engineering side of things and then obviously we've got um brent telkey spencer ripkin dustin evans um, aiden horn colt Lake um, all helping us doing the testing and development and evaluating things so it's a really good team there and then um, you know all the guys running the business side of things have been great so they're all part of the team and in, in getting you this complete package um, and all the guys in engineering help us review things um, if you know TJ Eller and Aaron Lane and Dad garner are all on the engineering team and so we go over everything and then curtis husting helps um he's been making associated prototypes forever and he helped us get everything prototyped and uh so it was it was a real big team effort and we're glad to be part of it and i think the customers are really going to enjoy it and it's not really gonna Ruin things if you've got the B6.2. It's really easy to, as your budget allows, grab all the separate parts and and do upgrades, and you don't have to get a new everything because a lot of the parts are shared. Yeah. Well,
3: me and Russ have both ordered about ours today, so yeah. <laughs> we're already we're yeah. already in. Yeah,
1: it never ends. It never ends. Yeah. Kirk, okay, thank you very much for your time tonight. You've been absolutely brilliant. Cheers for coming on short notice. Um I know cliff sure. Let's retired now, um, but if you do have a bump into him, can you tell him there's a couple of idiots in England that have got a little podcast going and I'd love to have a chat with him per after oh hour.
0: sure yeah cliff still he's he i would say he's more semi retired he's he's still really involved um but he he i'll i'll put the word out Thank and you. see if you guys can get him on there,
1: there there is a couple of emails in his box from us so <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks very much for your time tonight. Really appreciate it.
0: All right, guys. Cheers. Hit me up with any other questions on email, and we'll get them answered. And uh, I'd say look for the next week, the Associated guys, the team, will be publishing some parts lists and some more frequently asked questions. And um, we'll try to get some more video content up on the web. So more stuff will be coming out over the next week to hopefully answer everybody's questions.
3: That's great. Thank thanks you. Thanks a lot, Cheers. Bye
0: guys. Cheers bye, bye bye.
1: And he's gone. How about that? Kurt, thanks very much for coming on. Even if we're only a short one, it's great to talk and it's great to get something current on the on the show from week to week. So thanks very much. Uh Chris, we're running we might as well just go straight in with our next guests. Yes, yeah,
2: so mate.
1: Go for I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna to i I'm gonna call them right now and we are looking for Dave Dunn and Matt Gill from the, the Durham Club.
2: Um,
1: I think think
3: they've popped up. Yep, they're
4: there now, both of them are. How you doing, boys? Evening chaps.
1: Hello, evening. Right, just so our listeners know who's who, say hello Dave. Hello. And hello, say hello Matt.
4: Hello, Matt.
1: Perfect. There we go. So we all know who's who. So guys, I don't know where to start. Uh, the been I've been looking at the pictures on Facebook of the new club. Uh will say the new club I'll rephrase that, the new venue. And it looks like you're you're absolutely cracking on with that.
5: Yeah, we're we're going all in. Um, I mean, you a new club. We are we are a pretty pretty new club as well. We haven't even been going a year yet. Yeah. Um, we it just all seems to have of, of taken off pretty quickly, um, and we've decided, you know, stuff that we need another another decent outdoor venue up here. So let's let's get on and you might as well just crack on with it straight away. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. Really, is it?
1: That's right. Yeah. So how close is your club uh, to Neem?
5: Uh, we're about well, three mile, four mile down the road. Year,
1: and you and you're going to work together with dates and vent and, and things like that
5: yeah yeah we probably will
1: yeah yeah nice one so did you did you actually have a venue before you started building the permanent one
5: we did we started off at um a community center in great lumley yeah which is a village not far from from where we're building the the permanent track um and that was only in was it june about june last year Matt.
4: yeah yeah that would be right now, june. Yeah. yeah
5: um and it just seems to have, have taken off, really. Um, we, we were lucky enough that we got to use the venue on a sort of... You use it, you keep it tidy, you cut the grass sort of thing. So immediately we, we started putting some money into the, the, the club's bank account and thought, you know, we need to look for somewhere as soon as possible that we can, we can start putting some AstroTurf down and get a, a half decent venue.
1: So how, how, when you started the search for a permanent venue did you look at many places before you found where you were now or oh, did, did, did someone oh, know yeah. or...
4: <laughs> so well, uh, this I'm... is where I'll, I'll just jump in before dave starts to tell you the story because uh, dave's like a little terrier um, both in stature <laughs> and i've said this many times he's he's about the same height as the jack russell um but he's also as relentless as well um and to be fair take me hat off too and i know the rest of the, the the club would he's done a fantastic job in in finding various venues and uh yeah, so he has done a superb job. I'll let Dave explain the whole process.
5: Yeah, well, basically, I mean, I found I found Barnwell Academy um, for obviously we needed somewhere indoors um, for for the indoor season. Yeah. Um, but I just basically just hammering Facebook, looking at, at what's what schools and what community centres, and you know, dropping on sort of local town pages and just asking anybody if they know of any available sites or or venues that would be suitable for what we need. Um, but with with the, the permanent one, um, I spent weeks, as daft as it sounds, just looking at Google Maps with the, the satellite view on. Yeah. Um, for and over the County Durham area, looking at like, you know, you'd come across a big field area on on Google Maps, and there'd be a, a building attached to that field, so you'd sort of zoom in and, and see whether it was a farm, whether it was a business, and drop them an email and and say if they had any land available that we could that we could use um so i would found a couple um which didn't really turn out very good a couple of them were just farms where the access was no good and there was there's absolutely no facilities and, and, and whatever else uh, but there was one just down the road from where we are now um and i didn't really get any reply from them so i was just sort of hovering over that general area um and the carton northeast popped up on the on the google maps um and i just sort of Thought stuff it. Send them an email. Say what you see. Cause they looked like they had a little bit of land spare. Yeah. And they came back and basically just said, you know, can can we ring you? Um, we we, you know, we're well up for this. Where where do we start? And it's all just gone mad.
1: It's <laughs> perfect. Quickly. I mean, cause I was talking to Mark Ashford from the Coventry club, and yeah. the last time they moved venues, they had a list of forty six venues that they went to see, and they made the shortlist yeah. down to 10 venues until they yeah. ended up where they were. I mean, it's amazing how quickly you've, you, you've managed to turn it around. But I suppose as well, when you've got a partner, like you say, the Cartoon Track, who, who, who are phoning you <laughs> to get everything yeah. sorted, you're yeah. just so lucky, aren't
5: you? Oh, the, the, the support that we've had from, from Carton North East, from Matthew, the owner, and, uh, and, and Paul, the manager up there, has been fantastic. They're really keen for us to, to sort of replicate what they do. Um, with the carton track that's um, it's one of the best in the country, one of the best in Europe, really. The um British and European championships on there. Yeah. Um, and they want us as much as we possibly can to to replicate the same um, for our track so, and it was lucky that um, when when we got talking to, to Matthew, um, the owner up there, he's he's been. I think it was a track in. Was it Genk? He said Matt, where he been? Uh, that's
4: right. I'm I'm just looking at yeah. the, the Facebook page at the moment, and it's it's kind of a dual purpose, um, you know, kind of site as well. It looks like it's an yeah. on road um, track that they've got, an on road RC track. But yeah. um, the same applies, you know. I mean, it's, it just ties in perfectly well. Um, and and that, that's what Matthew, the owner, was really keen for. His two sons, you know, race throughout Europe. Um, so they're, they're really into it. Um, and you can draw so many parallels between Carton and, and RC, um, you know. So it just it works so well. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, when you're looking for a venue, a lot of people don't realize it's it's not just that patch of land for the track, it's enough room for people to camp, enough people, yeah, and a a close enough area for people to pit, water, toilets, you know, things like that that people don't even consider, even somewhere to store your kit, you know. I mean,
5: if if, if it was just a patch of land, we'd have tracks everywhere, yeah, Um, that's right. there's a lot more goes into it than than just that.
1: Yeah, I mean even like up, up at our local club Dudley, we've looked at because uh, there was a 50/50 the school might being although the school closed down whether they're actually going to close the the part that we were using down at the school. Um, it's when you're looking for a new venue, it's like somewhere to store the track pop, pipes, you know, and, and things like that that you don't people don't really think about. So you. I mean that you, is
3: that is the biggest part of it, isn't it? The track's actually the easiest part. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. it, it is. is? Yeah, you're right. Have yeah, yeah. it so somewhere. All... So,
1: yeah. so what are your plans Carry with on. the venue? Is it going to be big enough to hold, say, a national? Not obviously not the next year, but going forwards, are you, is, that, is that your plan or is it going to be just reasonable to start with? Uh,
4: so I think um, yeah, certainly yeah. You know, the discussions from the out, outset were to make sure that we found somewhere that uh, you know we could go the, the, the whole hog with um, and as quickly as possible. Um, so I guess the answer to your question, is it big enough? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do we want to do it? Absolutely. Uh, and when do we want to do it? Well, as soon as the nationals are back on uh, on track, you know that would, that would be the aim anyway. Yeah. Uh, clearly, we've probably got to prove ourselves a little bit, but um, I can't see anything that can go wrong. Um, and and having Dave the the terrier um, <laughs> behind the scenes as well, seriously, you know, with the support we've got. The sky really is the limit with this, and um, you know, hopefully, it all comes comes true.
1: Brilliant. So, how many people is are involved with the club at the moment? Have you got a, a select committee and club members, or is there just a, a few of you
5: um, to do, to do members, all this work? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're lucky. We've, we've we've done quite well, club members wise. We're um, probably only set away in June last year. Um, we're up to around about eighty five paid club members. Wow. Um, nice. That's which took off sort of really, really quickly. Um, in terms of committee, um, we realised from the offset of, of, of basically getting this site that we needed a few more hands on deck to, to give us a hand to, to get things going. So in the last couple of weeks, we've added, I think there's another three or four members um, to the committee. So I think we're up to about eight or nine now, Matt. I, think we're up I up will be, yeah.
4: So it started out as just the... Um... <clears throat> The reprobates from um, by uh, Average the- Racing, <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I, I think with the whole process we've all matured a little bit apart from Paul, um, but that's another <laughs> story. Um, so yeah, it started out as as kind of the the five of us, but then clearly you know the the amount of work as you you've already said you know there's so much work goes into it, and <clears> you know you've got everything that you you can possibly think of and more. So um, yeah, we're, we're about um, eight or nine, uh, maybe a few more. Um, I think the good thing is as well we've got a. We've also got a support team behind the scenes as well. So we've got loads of people we can call on um, from all different walks of life. So we've got people that can help with groundwork. So we've got you know, people that um, don't necessarily have any particular skill, but they're prepared to pick up a spade. Um, and you know, that's what makes a club, isn't it? So uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I, you know, Aiden was saying that about Southport. He says, when I need something done, I've got a select few people who I, know, yeah. who, who I know who work with their hands every day and who are carrying stuff around and whatever. So I just tell them, I need you here at this time to do this you yeah, know yeah. and then obviously if anyone else comes that's great but he's got a set um set for set few people who knows who do what um yeah. like, like a little book i suppose so how did you two meet then was it through the club through racing or <laughs> so uh my earliest recollection of knowing dave
4: was when i first um was nearly early by his son jack in the
2: um
4: <laughs> the pitton area at the old seam club which was where neem used to race from yeah um David just come back to racing. I'd um, I'd started I think about eighteen months previous, uh, but that was one of my first ever meetings on carpet. So I think I, I don't know how long ago that was. Dave. was that like what three, four years ago, something like that? 2017,
5: I came back. Right, so it, beginning
1: yeah. of 17. Right. So, so, so that's, that's we so, so you both raced previously then. When you uh,
4: so. Uh, Dave had. Um, Dave's been doing this since he was about, I don't know, three-year-old or something. Um, I, I, I <laughs> well, started... That
5: long would pretty good. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I, about I, a good I started... day out? <laughs> yeah, well, no, the...
4: you know what, and, and that's what we always say, and that's, that's, again, you know, going back to the club thing, behind the idea of the club was always to have something that is um, able to you know, kind of hold races for the people that just want to go for the social side of things and the people... That are more serious about it as well, and just to give everyone a, a good trip, a good day out racing, because that's why we do it. You know, we're, we're, none of us are good enough. Um, this is including Ryan um, Clark as well. None of us are good enough to, to say that we, uh, you know, we're going to be world beaters. So, and, and that's been the, the, the theme all the way through. Um, so, so, and I, nobody wears shorts quite as tight as Ryan either. No, yeah,
5: <laughs> so. can't get them to fit. Just, just under six foot tall, so they're all too just short. Just under. Yeah. Allegedly.
3: Sure, no. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, so, with the track, guys, how are you? Um, how are you laying it? Is it is it brand new Astro? Is it reclaimed Astro? Are you, you know, are you just like are you building it in compacted dirt, or are you laying groundworks and gravel and stuff
1: first? Drainage or anything?
5: Yeah, we've got um, we've got the bulldozers rolling in in the next sort of week or so to flatten the land up. Because at the minute there's there's a pretty big hill of sort of earth in the middle of the the area that we're we're going to be using. Um, We've been up and done some initial works and just clearing some bits and bobs out Um, but the plan is yeah, flatten it out it's going to be flat, Uh, we're not going to do a contour track, we're going to do a flat track Um, it'll be flattened out, compacted, Um, it'll have um, some gravel down for drainage We're, we're going to dig the drainage trenches put some proper drainage in, it'll have some gravel down, a membrane and then some reclaimed astro on top of that
1: yeah, I suppose cool. the way you're doing it is quite cool, actually, because if you just make yourself a big, flat square, uh, listen, to the, there will be pictures on... If you if you just download this straight off your phone, there, is pictures on the fa- there will be pictures on the Facebook wall of the, of the artist's impression. So you're basically going to do yourself a rectangle arena flat with the yep. Astro on, and then you're going to have yep. movable wooden jumps so you can a- adjust the track whenever you want to. Yep.
3: Yeah. It's a, la, a, a bit, bit like virtual. Torch, really, in that sense. Yeah, it,
5: ju- it just seems like the easiest way to do it. Yeah. um you know maintenance wise if you do have any hiccups with any sort of drainage or puddles or anything like that, it, it's easy to to pull that section of the track up do what you need to do flatten it back out again without having the worry of all your contours and your bomb holes and, and this that and the other with with drainage um on top of that
1: so it's you, just a,
3: you, just an easy option
5: really. even
1: when it's a flat track have you still got to put drainage in
3: yes yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. Because if it rains I mean, heavy, Russ, the water table doesn't allow the water to soak under, so it'll just pool on the top.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. know how you it works. You, you need to
3: have, yeah, you need to have drainage to get it away from the track. Yeah, cool.
1: That that makes a lot of sense. That does, Chris. Thanks, mate.
3: You see, mate, I'm, I'm I'm here to I'm here to help you. Mate, I oh, know. Yeah, or no... yeah or are you here to make me well, look like yeah, an I'm idiot?
1: In... Which one is it?
3: Well. To be fair, mate, I can well, do a
1: good enough do a good enough job of that yeah. myself, do I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cheers, <mate.
3: laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, so let's go through your your uh, your race histories then. We'll we'll start with Dave. Dave, you've got techno for four-wheel drive and associated for two-wheel drive. I
5: have, yes. Do you do any eighth
1: or anything um, like that, or is it purely tenth? You're you 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 in? Um,
5: tenth at the minute. Yeah. Obviously, hopefully, the the truck that we're going to be building is going to be big enough for eighth so um chances are down the line i'll, I'll pick up a, a techno eighth as well
1: yeah nice um, so, so where do oh, you where did you get start racing what year
5: 1993 wow. i was seven during the war <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah <laughs>
5: pretty much yeah no i was um uh a guy that my dad used to work with um he raced i can't remember his name um but he he mentioned it to, to me dad when he was at work one day and my dad instantly said that myself and my brother would be interested in something like that and it was just at the, the local school um so it was only sort of two seconds down the road yeah. fake lay buggy club started yeah. off racing a Kyosho raider a double uh, the black and yellow two wheel drive uh, black and green sorry yeah um and then just I, i'm pretty lucky really when you look back I've, I've driven some of the what i would class as the, the iconic 90s cars um yeah, ZXRs, Cat2000s, Predators, YZ10s, Lossies, RC10s. Yeah. I've, I've driven all the... You, pretty um, lucky when I look back.
1: Have you raced right the way through, or did you have a break when you were 18, no, 19?
5: Um, yeah, I did the usual pound drinking girls and yeah. whatever else. I had a break of about... It was quite a long break, actually. It was about 12... Oh, actually, it was about 15, yeah. Um, and then I, I was always friends with... Still friends on Facebook with a lot of the lads I used to race with. And I'd say that there was a couple of events coming up in in Sam. I think it was the um, the indoor um, regional championship that we were doing at the time between Name and York club and stuff like that. And I sat there, just said to the wife, I said, "Come on, I'll I'll take my son up." Um, I think old Jack was seven, seven at the time. Um, and as soon as, as soon as they walked through the door and saying the cars going around the track, that was that was it. They wanted a race which was a bonus for me because it meant it was easier for me to get back in there as well with the (laughs) wife (laughs) so that's
1: great yeah I bought my ladder motorbike a a little crosshack because I wanted one Um, thinking if if he gets into it I might be able to get one he won't bloody ride the thing <laughs> so, so, I'm still waiting for it to start riding. So, I can just, oh, I've just got myself one. Might as well get my, yeah. So, I'm going to wait on that. I'm going to wait on that. So, have you had any memorable achievements through the years uh, or any interesting branch meetings you've been to? Have you ever been abroad, Europe, or done the national no, series, yet, anything like that?
5: Uh, somewhere in Europe, it's definitely on the bucket list. Um, some of the tracks popping up. I mean, um, I think there was, is it was the one in Poland at the minute, is it Titan RC Arena? Yep. Yeah, that looks like a cracking indoor venue that Marina um, 33 um, yeah. some of those tracks you know I, I will at some point when you know when travel restrictions and stuff like that are lifted and we're not yeah, mega busy we, trying to yeah. build the next biggest thing yeah, we'll, we'll we,
1: are, we always talk about on this show like Covid isn't happening <laughs> or when we <laughs> talk through I. a race if we talk <laughs> about a race I mean they did two years ago like it was last weekend so
2: yeah,
5: but yeah. I think um, for me my Two biggest meetings have been uh, the last two British Grand Prix. Yeah, um, Brunton Thorpe and, and the MK Centre they were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah,
1: the good meetings. Uh, obviously, you like a bit of carpet, then, sir.
5: Um, <laughs> yeah. I
1: love carpet. I just come alive when I'm on carpet. You know?
5: I, I don't mind. To be honest, I don't mind any surface really. I mean, we we're racing on on bare floor indoors at uh, Barmel Academy with Durham, um, and it's fun just to throw a two wheel drive about four wheel drive about without, you know, a care in the world, just chucking it about and having fun and drifting it around the corners and stuff, it's it's great yeah. fun. But two wheel drive on carpet, when you've got it, it's it's dialed and it's it's really good, like it's really fun.
1: Awesome. Uh, about yourself Matt give us your R C story?
4: Yeah, so um it's it's not as long as Dave's so it must have been about two not just your story my inside leg is definitely longer but that's, no. that's another, another story for another day um so yeah it must be about 2016 i think um that, uh so i used to mess around i, I had kind of I remember spending thousands on um modifying a, an hbi savage back in the day um i ran uh, some hyper seven buggies but just just bashing really um then had a break did the usual thing with jobs and all that stuff uh Got interested again. Uh, I sold a fish tank, uh, which meant I had some money in the bank. I thought, hmm, I'm going to have a look and see if there's anywhere to run something like a, a Schumacher or, uh, you know, an associated buggy. Uh, found a local club uh, that's in North Shields called Time Met, who raced a uh, polished floor, um, and there was buggies racing and also touring cars. So went along. Uh, I actually met Paul Ainscow, who's one of the other committee members. Yeah. Um, and uh, Paul was a, a massive help at the time. You know, uh, kind of. Set us right on on what what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong, and then it's just taken off from there. To be fair, um, you know, obviously then I raced it at, at uh, the the Neem Club, uh, both at CM and then the new the new um, site at Nissan, um, and then as as we've gone through with the history of our club, it's just all developed from there. Um, did start with Schumacher, uh, so I think it was a, in fact it was a, it was a K1 Aero sitting on the shelf in my uh, man cave um, in bits at the minute. Um, and then went through the likes of KF2, um, KF2 SE, and then I saw the light um, when I went to Associated, um, and I'm now sitting looking at various age of, of cars, anything from a an, an A stamp uh, gold pan RC10 all the way through to the latest two wheel drive, four wheel drive, and truck. So
1: did you get? So yeah. Did you get the all the all the vintage stuff before the prices went crazy when COVID hit?
4: Just, no, I'm so, still tagging yeah. him in all the stuff on Facebook and spending for him. Yeah, Dave's got this really bad habit of tagging me in things because he knows I've got absolutely no willpower. Yeah. Um, so like yeah last but week... you've
1: got i I've got no willpower, but I've got a credit card. <laughs>
4: exactly. Take exactly PayPal, like mate. We... <laughs> in a B5M, uh, yeah. and it's now sat in front of me. So, um, so yeah, uh, I did actually. Yeah, I was quite lucky. I bought some uh, most of this, the vintage stuff just before lockdown kind yes. of happened. Um, so I've, I've got a, a decent collection there, in various states of repair. But um, so I'm loving the vintage stuff at the minute, and, and, and in fact I've got two um, associated T4 trucks that I just bought. Uh, one is immaculate, um, which will sit on the shelf, and the other one is actually going to be my, my my daily driver, so to speak, when I'm, when we get the new track built. So um, I'm going to kind of dabble with running them for a while until we get somewhere near a regional or national um,
1: series. Yeah. So do you guys yeah. do the nationals at all or is it just reach the regionals at the moment just being regionals, regional really yeah,
4: yeah. um we, I, when I, when someone first said to me oh you're gonna go and you know come and take part in the regional i was like no oh, no i'm not that good you know I was, I was quite new to the to the hobby and new to racing and i thought no we're so out of my depth uh but then you quickly realize don't you that actually there's all levels there um and it's just an amazing event um but I guess haven't quite graduated at the Nationals yet, although Truck Nationals, um, we're all really interested in when they start up again. Um, so definitely be looking to do the Truck Nationals, I think. Yeah. That'd be cool. uh, I think uh, I'm getting
3: booked in for those as well, so it should be a good, should be a good event. Um, yeah. Definitely. Great
1: fun. Say, Russ, trucks are coming back. Trucks never went away, man. You know, I mean, I've been the short course aficionado for you know team associated in the uk for like 100 years <laughs> I don't know. who was the last silverstone short course national uh, short course champion me <laughs> tell you, man, i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> well, and before Techni- anyone says anything, you can only GP beat who's there.
3: Silverstone Club, technically the British GP Silverstone Sub Club. So it's Kev Jones, really,
1: isn't it? Well, no, because <laughs> Good there, old was, Kev. there was there was actually th- two races after that when I won the championship. So yeah, yeah.
3: he's got the big shiny of a plaque.
1: Don't I'm mate. faster than Kevs. He'll tell you. <laughs> He'll tell you. He was just lucky. The punk.
3: That wasn't what you said. You told me it was because he cheated and bought a four-wheel drive.
1: <laughs> he did actually run. A, he did actually, To be fair, I didn't say that. He did actually run a four-wheel drive truck, but he had taken the front drive shaft set. Like yeah. the techno.
4: These, these techno drivers, you see, you can't. They just can't be trusted.
1: Yeah, it was a techno actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was a techno. Yeah. blessing.
4: I think he called it the Prime or something like that. Yeah, he That's
5: did
3: a techno are, yeah. Prime. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dodgy techno drivers in it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So what? How many clubs is there up around you then? Because there's there's you guys, there's Neem. Have you got any other? Uh, what, are you, what are the other tra- tracks in your region? Is what I'm trying to get out?
5: T side is the other one. Um, yeah. So we we sort of in between. There was two. There was two main clubs in the northeast, um, with Neem and and T Radio Car Club. Um, and we slap bang in the middle of them, basically. Um, so we've got a, a a good sort of mix of both people who don't get the name and then people who don't get the taste side we're sort of in the middle of the two so it's worked out pretty well numbers wise
4: i think the uh, one thing to mention as well you know the support between the clubs has been really good um you know i think we're all all three clubs are keen to grow the hobby in the area um and there's more than enough people not just like in the in in the, the local region but you know traveling from scotland traveling from york um And further afield, you know, hopefully we're going to pull people from all over the UK when we get the new site open. So, um, you know, there has been some really, um, really nice offers of support from the other clubs. So, you know, just like to kind of openly thank them for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's similar around here. You know, it was was always the old famous saying, if you build it, they'll come. Yeah. Around here, like from, from my house, on a Friday night, I could race at three clubs, all within five miles of my house. And every club's rammed you know that's mad innit you know you'd think yeah, one of them would be really busy and want to be quiet whether well, all three of them have yeah. got four heats all night so there's definitely yeah, the people fantastic.
3: out there I mean that's just the indoor carpet clubs if you think of like I mean literally round here you could race nearly every day if you wanted yeah.
1: to you could race every yeah. night I could race... you could race every night of the week apart from Sunday because you'd be there in the day yeah, yeah. but yeah. other than that there's, 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 there's a club on every night of the week round here some more busy the than carpet. others so that's how it goes so Obviously, we're going to talk about your podcast as well. That, um, you were going great guns with that, but obviously there isn't enough to- hours in the day or the week oh, to do a, a podcast. Not. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't realise what goes into these things. I think it's just us dickheads talking for two hours on, on, on a Wednesday night, <laughs> you know, when really it's a 4 time job trying to find guests, isn't it? Let alone do yeah. the recording. Yeah.
5: So you, I mean, as well, you know, we had basically nothing going on. Other than you know everybody was sitting, I think that's why we why we we set away with the podcast. Nobody was racing, so we thought stuff. Let's all let's all get on the mic and just have a bit of crack, and you know see if it works. It worked for a, a little bit. It was going well, um, but obviously things have just took off really really quickly with the club and the track and everything else. And we thought we just haven't got the time. Yeah. so yeah.
1: Well, it's good well, we though. Like it's, your... it's, it's good though, in not to spread yourself too thin. I mean, at the end of the day, your servers are still there, aren't they? So it's not you can you know you can pop back in and oh, do yeah, one, yeah. A, one a year, kind you, if you want it all. Yeah, you know.
2: definitely. You know, the, yeah,
4: I, mean, I, I, mean, I would
5: I'll, like to never
4: Yeah, I'd like to think there'd be uh, a return. I was just chatting with uh, with Keenan from the No Name podcast uh, yesterday, actually, yeah. and he was saying, "When are you going to get me on the podcast?" I said, "Oh, we've cancelled it for now," and he was he was kind of devastated because he wanted to come on. Um, but I, I would like to think there will be a, a comeback. Um, even if you like you say, Russ, it's just for you know a, an annual show or something like that. Because yeah. to be honest, even though I was trying to control them all, and, and believe me, trying to control that lot, especially after like four, five, or six cans of lager. It's almost impossible, but it was great fun. It's
1: really funny, because I, I listened to them, and it was like, it, it, oh, no, it wasn't, but it felt like every 30 or 40 seconds I could hear someone opening a bottle or opening a can. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, yeah, it, was re- it was really Pretty good. Much, yeah. The worst thing you can do is, if you're thinking about not doing a podcast ever again, don't talk to Aiden Burke. Because <laughs> <laughs> you won't let your, you you won't even if he gets a little sniff that you might be doing something, he won't leave you alone until, uh, yeah. until, the, until the show start coming out. Yeah, you, uh, you, take you it you from me, you I've been there. I've been there,
5: yeah. yeah well, I've definitely, definitely helped us a lot when it comes to get, getting set up for the podcast and give us a lot of information and help. So, very grateful to him for that,
1: yeah. Absolutely. So, if you're out there and you, want, and you want to start your own podcast, I mean, I'll help you. And so, Chris, but Aiden's the one, Aiden. Yeah, I knows yeah, exactly. didn't know it was the easiest way to do a podcast. Um, so if you've
3: ever if you've ever had the the day, the thoughts of it just everybody give Aiden a message tomorrow. <laughs> yeah just everybody drop yeah.
5: a message I'm sure it'll really it'll help you'll take the time to help every single one of you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> He said to me that he always likes to spend a minimum of two hours helping each person that asks about <laughs>
1: podcasting. <Yeah. laughs> and then once he's given you that help, every two days you'll be like, "Oh, close are you? When you're recording? When's the first show? You've got to give me a date. Don't don't tell me about a month or six weeks. Give me a day. <laughs>
5: Sneak peek and, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, he's good for it. He's good for it.
1: Yeah. So obviously, it is bang average racing was the team wasn't it i suppose that was that was really was your race team before you started doing the podcast
4: yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um in fact involved. i mean sorry go on Dave. no no you're all right go on go on mate, you're fine. It's, it's, it's still very much there um you know i think the, the content that we've managed to put out the website's been uh few and far between of late but um you know the, the that the, the the bar will never die. Um, yeah. And we've actually grown the team, so we've we've now got in the region of about twelve or fourteen people. No, oh, I counted just before we came on. We've got um eighteen. Eighteen. Plus,
5: wow. Yeah, eighteen, including um the few kids that we've got, like our Jack and Joshua, and yeah,
2: nearly
1: oh. nearly as big as the South Solid Crew. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you what, you think oh, we we struggle to do four, two guests and us two on a night. You know, imagine trying to get 18 people on one show. <laughs> we crash all the Discord yeah. servers around the world. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you know, it's very much a living, breathing thing. And I think once once we get back to racing, um, you know, the, the antics will start again. Yeah. Um,
1: well, that's, it's also great, you know, because it's like threefold, isn't it? Because I mean, our shows are, are like an hour long. But well, as soon as we start racing again, well, me and Chris are going to do 15 minutes each about what we mm-hmm. did at our meeting, you know? yeah. Yeah. So so that's, that's, that's straight away, they'll be up to 90 minutes and et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. And also as well, when, when you haven't got a monumental task of building one of the best tracks in the UK, yeah. you know, you're going to have more time, are not you? Once it's done, you can sit well, back good. and then go on the podcast and talk about how good you are. Exactly. Absolutely. So, how's Paul, <laughs> by the way? I heard he's, heard he's back. Is he okay? Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, he's,
5: he's not doing too bad. He spent he spent the day in hospital. Um he pulled his back working out. Um and he's he's actually I think he's he's had a disc removed in the past and it gives him gives him a bit of gyps, so he's he's pumped full of um legal drugs and he's um he's laid off the bed so
1: Brilliant. Good luck to you. Uh, i I'll, I'll be listening yeah. and I hope I hope you feel better soon, mate.
4: Some some would say he's only done that to get the morphine, but that's, that's a uh, might have to ask him about.
1: Yeah, Well as long as he doesn't stay in it for too long, and he won't he won't become a fully fledged <laughs> smackhead. That, that's <laughs> that's it.
3: You sounded like you were speaking from
1: experience there. I've <laughs> just watched a lot of pro television programs about eh? you, yeah. mate. Right, <laughs> big fan of Casualty, are you? <laughs> so, what's next with the track then? How far along are you and what's the next what are the next plans?
5: um we had there was a few of us up there um clearing the site um and make, getting it ready for for when the doors are rolling. They should hopefully be rolling in in the next week um we're getting that done in between um other jobs that the that the company's got on so um once basically once that's done the, the lad reckons he can he can have it flattened for us within a couple of days um basically once that's done it's our system going we can start getting the rest of the stuff delivered and moved and and I would like to think that you know a month down the line we'll we'll be looking at something not ready ready, but you know it'll look a little bit more like we want it to look um in the photos so just hinging on getting the land flat and then it's all systems go
1: basically so when you order your digger do you go in with the look we're we're a local bunch of lads doing loads for the community can you come and do it for free in between jobs (laughs) (laughs) is that how how you do it we've got that down to T we've got that down to a T so
5: what's what's,
1: what's the best line to use then without sounding too needy
5: uh, that you're a you're a local um hobby slash amateur sports group looking yeah. for community assistance.
1: Oh community assistance, I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. That was <laughs> well rehearsed <laughs> that was, wasn't <laughs> it? You said that's that's
2: hundred, you've said that in
3: written everybody you've been to ABS. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what
4: assistance.
2: also, yeah, that's what a,
3: also what helps high <laughs> email off
2: Tinder <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe that's why Paul's so good at blagging. Paul is the self confessed blagger. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's done an exceptional job. Um, and uh, you know, and, and so's Dave, to be fair. You know, they're, they're, they've been the two driving forces behind kind of getting things put in place, finding people to help out, etc. etc. Um, but Paul is a, a self-confessed blagger, so when you've got someone like that in the armory, you know, well, oh, I say vital.
3: <laughs> absolutely vital. Yeah, you send him in and get everything for free.
4: Yeah, yeah. pretty much, <laughs> I. I. T-
3: much. <laughs> brilliant. So, what's the plans for the um, rostrum slash race control? Are you going with a, a container and then rostrum on top, or separate we scaffolding? Like, yeah. or? Well,
5: the, at the minute we've got we've got one rostrum, we've got one one container, and we are actively trying to source another one. So, if anybody out there is listening who has a spare twenty foot or 40, 40 foot container that they would like to uh, donate, um, please go in touch. So you um, do you like-
1: Toy,
5: it? <laughs> you've got to, you've
1: got to. And if you'd like to uh, offer your yeah, community the, assistance to get it delivered as assistance. well,
5: yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, the roster will be on top of that. Um, race control will be inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the container we've been given, um, we've been told we can modify that in any which way we want. So, if we want to put a window in, put a door in, even open the side we'll up for a spectator area, anything like that, we can do that. So, but I, we need we need another, at least another one. Um, Container and then the rostrum would be scaffolding on top of that
3: yeah. covered rostrum as well, so it'll have no roof. And that's yeah, that's the aim. yeah, whether
5: yeah. we get that done straight away or not, but that's definitely the, uh, the, the long term. Well, yeah, the thing and is, get, get, people,
1: get the track functioning,
3: yeah. But a lot of people don't realize that you know, like with the, the national tracks and stuff yeah. like that, there's, there's rules about the rostrum,
5: there is, yeah, yeah, there's certain criteria you've got to meet, ser- it
3: has to be certain length, wide, it has to have. Is it up, upstairs and downstairs? You have to be able to go up yes. one side and down the other. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um, it has to have a covered roof. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, we
5: might not have that straight away, but when it comes to applying for a national, um, we will go it, it boxed off, you know.
3: Yeah. Nah, that's good. It all sounds great, That's It all sounds great. Yeah,
1: it'd be cool. I mean, the, idea, the idea is to get the, get the club up and running, isn't it? Get people through the doors, get their entrance fees, get the memberships, and that's spend it. it all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my first couple every, of years, every, every penny you get, spend it that,
5: all. Oh, it is. Every penny that comes into, into the club is getting put straight back into the track to make it, you know the best we can possibly make it. Yeah. Um, with with any suggestions for improvements along the way, if people want to say this, that, and the other, then you know, put it to us and, and you know we'll see what we can do. Yeah. We're pretty open like that.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, well, that is one point. You know, the club is absolutely for its members, um, because you know we're all. Um, we're all racers, you know. We're, we're all enthusiasts. We all have ideas about what we want to, to happen, um, and we've taken loads of feedback so far. Um, and that's the way it'll continue. You know, we're definitely going to listen to what the members want and, and kind of um, build. I guess. Yeah. Um, are, are
1: you planning to have it so your members can come and practice midweek, week nights, or, or not at the moment? So
4: yeah, the, um, uh, there's going to be like, a yeah. went uh, yeah, a Wednesday um, and Sunday, uh, yeah. are the two days that we're going to have access to the to the area. Yeah. Um, and and that that can be all day if needs be. Um, so so yeah, the idea is to to have practice um, as well as race events. Um, so uh, you know, just one of the, the added benefits of of taking the membership. Um, so so yeah, that's the plan. I mean, it certainly sounds like you've got everything sort of
3: in line for getting a good,
1: well, yeah, I a suppose, good
3: run off the ground. I, I suppose it?
1: the thing as well, when you've both been racing a long time, you know what you want, don't you? You know when you go yeah, to yeah. a race yeah. meeting, you know what you, you've seen at different venues. You think, well, that's a good idea. We'll do that.
2: Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. You can. That's the thing. New track, you can pick and choose your favourite bits and the best yeah. bits from... The other tracks that have been doing it for ages and spent thousands trying to get it right yeah.
1: before oh, yeah. they did.
3: So, so you can just go, I'll do that.
1: What sort of astro yeah. are you going to go for? Is it going to be short pile, long pile, sand filled, rubber filled?
3: It's it's short, sand
5: filled. Yeah. Um, we've got a guy lined up. Um, I think it was down Crewe, I think. I don't, I don't think it was that far down. We've got we've had we've had a couple of um, sort of contacts and people we found who've got the astro. Um, um, the, the guy down there's got some samples on the way up to us um, and all, I think he said he's got something like 300 rolls of of the, the, the ex tennis court sort of stuff
1: yeah. wow. uh, it's bit, I mean just saying so there listeners, a lot of these pa- places that take up old tennis courts and old Astro football pitches it's so expensive to recycle it it's yeah. actually cheaper for them to put it on a truck and give it to you than it is for yeah. them to send it to the recyclers so if you're thinking it's about hard. building a track Go for it. Astros mega cheap. It's Just all the other little bits.
5: <laughs> so yeah, hopefully we've got. the say we've got the couple of samples coming up from from them. Um, there was another local one, but it wasn't going to work out. It was, I think it was going to work out quite a bit more expensive, even though the haulage was was less. Yeah. Um. So just get a couple of samples and and you know.
1: So much the, much do the slipper better. test on it and see, what, see how you get on Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. how big a sample do they send you? like 6 foot by 6 foot? Or? Uh,
5: I'm
1: not sure Paul sorted that out I, I, don't, I don't know what size he said they were sending up Yeah. it's going to be a big piece isn't it <laughs>
5: well hopefully you know, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> hopefully it's not just an A4 <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well when do you think because it's so expensive to get rid of uh, Astro the bigger, sa- the bigger the size of sample he sends you the less he's got to pay to get it you big might bad, get two yeah. rolls
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just keep sending us samples to different yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> good idea that <laughs> yeah, yeah. a new brag for you yeah, yeah. more community assistance
1: <laughs> hey Dave you know your techno uh, have yeah. you had to draw an arrow on the bottom of it because people keep putting it on the track <laughs> the wrong way around when it's upside down
5: uh, in the early days Matt did that when he first yeah. got yeah. his techno he had some um yeah, some sellotape, some arrows on
4: the bottom, didn't you? Yeah, was, it was like reflective. There, um,
1: there, was, there, was, loads, there was loads. was in the Midlands <laughs> with, the, with the arrow on the bottom of them because people kept putting them around the wrong way and they're upside down.
4: I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. generally end up on my roof,
5: so I'm, i a...
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, awesome. <laughs> if you, if you've seen any of the footage that we, we put out, I think it was probably the last podcast we put out, and we we had a, a bit of a debate about the, um, the, the truck incident between me and Dave. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He, where you he, butchered us. Yeah, this is the thing. So, I, I now, because there's a guy that races locally called John Wilson. Um, he's a great guy, but he's known as the Butcher um, because he, he just, yeah, you know, he's, he's got no etiquette on track at all. Uh, and, and he'll laugh at me to say that, probably send us some abusive messages. But um, now, because of the truck incident, I'm now referred to as the Club Butcher, uh, which is not true. But to be
5: fair, you were the Butcher before that.
4: I don't think
5: Not so. Just, yeah, you were. Just, you, this just sort of, you know, made it a bit more concrete that yes, we are <laughs> butcher.
4: Really,
3: like reputation.
5: We've got exactly. a guy. We've
1: got a guy down here called the Train. <laughs> and, and every time he comes into contact with us, everyone at the side of the track going,
2: "Choo choo." <laughs> <laughs> epic there's a, couple, there's a couple
3: down here that I think finish two or three places higher than they should do really just purely because everybody rather than get t- rather than get took out by them they just go wide at the corner and let them <laughs> yeah. in a final you know he's going to chop you out so you just go wide you got to I mean, come second trying... anyway. You might as well not end up across the car park. Yeah, is there, yeah is... you'll,
5: you'll try and get past them, but we the car as wide as they possibly can. Yeah. yeah. Is it's, it's possible it... to get past.
1: Is there a big scene for eights around by you? Because I know you said you're looking at maybe running some eight cars on there as well. But they be nitro or electric? Well, I suppose uh, you've got, got, no, you got no noise restrictions, have you, with it being a...
5: Well, actually, you'd be surprised. There actually is. Um, the thing with the the cars, the Honda engines, they, they run quite a, a low tone. Yeah. Um, we were talking to the owner about it. Um, with the the nitro, um, it depends on the decibel level. When you've got you know anywhere up to sort of eight cars going around the track at any one time, ten cars, yeah, uh, they, they do have decibel levels that they've got to make for you know noise pollution and stuff like that. So, I think for the time being, um, we've pretty much ruled out nitro. Yeah, um, we're gonna we are gonna give eight electric a go. Um, get some e buggies chucked down on the track because it's going to be big enough. But round here, um, there's nothing. Really local to us, eighth wise. So, hopefully, that's something else that we can really take advantage of. Um, and if it means trying to get the track open a couple more days a week for you know, separate days for eighth and tenth, then that's something else we can look at later down the line as well. Yeah,
1: oh, that sounds cool, that is really cool. Man, I'm going I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to the f- don't invite Chris because he's a bell end, but I'll come. <laughs>
2: I'll
1: come. I'll come. <laughs>
3: The Brummy Black Country translation of that for anybody that's listening is Russ is saying, Don't invite me because he'll finish
4: one place lower.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, How are you going is... to
4: manage this, lads, when, when you put it out, by the way? Because if you going to have some kind of Google Translate for people that kind of understand a Geordie accent uh, or a Brummy accent?
1: You know, I was actually thinking about that, especially for all the American listeners. <laughs> it's just going yeah. to be carnage.
4: Yeah, all you need
5: to do when you edit it is just put it on half speed,
3: so that we're all really slowly. So it's a three-hour-long episode. Put a disclaimer at the bottom. We apologise for this audio sludge.
1: (laughs) See, it's, it's 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 weird because myself and Chris, when I did this show in the previous guys with the other guy. It, we used to talk about our racing at the end of the show and it was always pretty interesting because he'd talk about racing down south and I'd talk about racing in the Midlands well now yeah. when the big racing gets going around here it's going to be me and Chris telling a different story about what happened to each other in the same race at the same corner <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm quite I'm unsure how it's actually <laughs> going to pan out maybe we'll just take it in turns or I'm just going to go to different places
3: well you Should cover you the lap there. finals I'll cover the higher finals <laughs> <laughs> There you go, problem solved. Russ. Yeah,
1: is that because you'll be <laughs> racing that that the lower finals and I'll be racing the higher finals? Isn't it?
3: natural fix, wasn't it? Yeah. The
1: worst thing, ab- <laughs> lads. The worst thing about this is me and Chris are so similar paced that, on, well, on carpet anyway. You might be a little bit quicker on Astro. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, we're um, so similar paced. We're both going to be talking about the same final at the same <laughs> meeting. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: and if I take him out, I am not apologising because. You'd never take him out before, just in case he slagged you off on a podcast.
1: Yeah, you know <laughs> what, Chris? I, I have actually, I have actually <laughs> stood on the roster and said that. I said, "Man, I'm going to hammer you on my podcast Thursday night <laughs> as a of retrieving my car well, from a bush." <laughs> how's, that, how's that a threat for me, these days? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Class, lads. Right, questions. Um, we're going to ask Matt this one first. Matt, of all the cars you've ever owned and you could go to the track tomorrow and drive it, which one would it be? Mm. And considering you've had most of them, I know Dave's had yeah. them all, but I know you've had yeah. most of them.
4: <laughs> Probably, um, I've got a, 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 the first RC10, the vintage that I, I bought, um, I, I took that down to um, Alex Callan's track uh, and I ran that round and, and I was running it around the same time as my 6.2. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I, there was nothing making me want to go back in bring the 6.2 out because I had so much fun running the vintage around on Astro. So probably an RC10, a vintage RC10.
1: Nice. And how about yourself, Dan? Uh, D- Dan, sorry, Dave, What's your, what was your favourite car of every, all Chris, time? Chris is
5: going to like this one. I'm <laughs> start looking at it now. My 10th technology Predator oh, uh, no. 95 Pro Carbon Tub. Wow.
1: i tell you uh, what, yeah. This I saw young Yasser Moogle listed one yesterday for 750 quid On, that's, on to be fair that's actually the going rate i know but it's just like quite it's quite cheap WT, <laughs> wtf you know yeah did you see the post
5: from um the team extreme you need brown yesterday i did
1: actually that was actually going to go on to that, yeah. that late, um, the late, that lady late basically said they're going to open up a shop i didn't i didn't quite get all of it whether they're going to stop re- reproducing from i what have I
3: understand, heard they're doing a re-re yeah,
5: whether it's
1: true
5: think, or not i think they still have um and they have done for a few years a lot of stock left over from the x11
1: yeah we've heard that we've heard that yeah but they didn't um, have complete cars but they've still got all the tooling is what what we'd they, heard
5: they yeah. had all the tooling yes i was, I was i've been i've spoke to a few people uh, basically I, the x 11s top of my list for cars that i never had that i that i want um, I think I, I packed in racing just before the X11 came out, mm. um, and I, I've spoken to a few people about trying to see what we can do to, you know, get the tooling or you know try and get something, get a re-release or a new buggy um, for for the Predator. Yeah. Um, and I know that's when when they were approached about the getting hold of the tooling it was six figures mentioned when they were on about selling all the gear. Yeah. I've yeah, heard, I heard, much, a, I heard a few different down stories down that really it's,
1: it, it, it makes it a bit expensive. Um, yeah, but I mean, for me, um, if, if they do a re-release and it's under, I don't know, 450 or 499, I, I'd, I'd probably take one. You know, as yeah. long as not it was gonna reasonable, be, reasonable it's not going to be crazy <laughs> money.
3: If it's a reasonable price, you know, like sort of the same as a modern four-wheel drive, kind of around that. Yeah, something.
1: that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> shut
3: up and take my money. One
1: hundred percent.
3: Just, just have it now. I'll never run it. It'll never get run.
1: You know what? The worst See, thing. I
3: would.
1: I would I'd run it. I'd rather I'd, I'd have a go. The worst thing about it is, what if he's What if you get it and you build it? And obviously, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the kit will be awesome. But what if he's rubbish? You'd be, you'd be so disappointed. You'd be dreaming about one for all that time. And you're yeah, shocked. the thing but is,
3: your first, your first misses was rubbish, but you yeah.
1: don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm sure, basically, um, <laughs> Martin did a or um, made a comment about the I think it was the X11. Um It said with a, with a couple of small refinements, it would still be very capable. Yep. Yeah, I think um, it was on, on here. Yeah. He said it in the new yeah. years. I was it was yeah. it on yeah. it? your
1: guys' it was, Yeah. yeah. No, so you were that there. one listener. You'd... I am. No, thank you mate <laughs> cheers <laughs> cheers so you have, cheers you like it <laughs> you with the one
5: guy listening to our uh, bang Average podcast
2: yeah.
1: as well so like? <laughs> brilliant so yeah well no, we, we, it's pretty really funny cuz we spoke to a couple of people about the the predators like Nathan Rawl said it was an awesome car apart from that center drive shaft issue that they had that I didn't really understand and um, but he said as soon as they started putting jumps into the tracks the, the double bounce didn't work properly with the um, yeah. and anyway I relayed this story to Lee Martin and he um, cut, shot me straight down and said no nah, no nah, you, you don't know what you're on about it, be fine I could make it work and then I asked yeah. him to I mean, lend, even, if, he'd, even, if he'd lend me a car and then he changed the subject yeah, even, <laughs> so gonna, we're going to try it and see what, you, see what we can yeah, do
3: even, even Craig he said it would wouldn't he and yeah. there's been a lot of people I think there's been a few people that have been on that have said yeah. um, how popular it is. Yeah. So, I mean, it's
1: really funny because Craggy Craggy speaks quite hardly of the Predator but I also have heard other stories where he had such a bad meeting once that he jumped one out of a hotel window <laughs> <laughs> him and Ben oh, Jemison. I heard about that. A, a, so,
4: some driving one off a roof or something as well. Yeah,
1: yeah there was like a, that ben, oh, was that was it? Jamo jumped his head out of the window onto the car park and they <laughs> threw um, Craggy's car onto a peaked roof onto a hotel reception launched off the top of it
2: <laughs>
3: I think the pred was a bit like the out um, a bit like having an Alfa Romeo wasn't it, oh
1: God. But that's it what, Did
3: yeah. nothing but drive you batty for 99% of the time but that, 1%, but that 1% of the time when it wasn't and everything was right and it was yeah. it was like there was nothing better on the on the yeah. earth and it was the best thing you could ever have even if it broke down and it's still the best
5: looking buggy that's ever been made without a shadow of a doubt
1: yeah yeah
3: without a doubt
5: yeah,
1: yeah. i'd be interested to see what um the old bell one looks like will not it with the with the the one that he's cra- he's crowdfunded at the moment
5: oh yes i
1: that would be quite cool we should get him on chris actually yeah i think
3: it. Um, it was a bit of a, a lull in it wasn't there i don't think the crowd yeah, it's quite. Might- Quiet hasn't it? I don't think the crowdfunding went quite as well as was anticipated. So,
1: I think it's, the, diff- I think it's difficult to th- difficult to when people can see something. I'm not, I might be talking freely, I'm not, I mean, no disrespect, but you know, we're talking about it. I think if someone saw a finished product, even if it was just plastic printed wishbones and, and stuff. I think people would be a lot more keen to put the money in as opposed to seeing a computer yeah. drawing. That's yeah. that's my personal yeah. opinion. I'm not I, I don't know how it works. I'm I, I mean, I've no doubt it's it's incredibly hard to design and, and build a car as as a bloke in a shed <laughs> in right, 2021 yeah. than it was, you know,
3: in the 80s, say. I can kind of understand what he's doing. I, I get it and I think he's, he's he's doing a great job of trying to get it to work. It could be an absolutely fantastic car, and I hope he makes me eat my words here. I really do. But to me, the design of it, it was too much trying
1: to be a pred. Maybe and, you know something that we don't.
3: Yeah, no, but for me, I don't want something. I—I I Me, personally, it could be really good, um, and it could be a brilliant car. It could be the fastest thing out there. It could be the next step forward in four-wheel drive cars. But to me, it was always trying to be a Pred, and I don't want something that was trying to be a Pred. I want a Pred.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't want it because it was the fastest or the most amazing. The reason I want a Pred is because I was 11 years old, and they were ridiculously expensive to buy and run, and I just couldn't afford one.
2: Yeah.
3: And now I have that income. I I want a Pred, but I just don't want to pay a grand for one. (laughs)
1: Have 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 you still got your Predator, Dave?
5: Yeah, I um I managed to buy it back from the guy I sold it to oh god twenty years
1: ago. No way, and he just like had it in his loft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Original body
5: uh bo- original body as well. Yes, yeah, still had the original body no he actually way. had
1: He's so lucky. We
5: did a we did a, a few sort of swaps and trades between us. It was a, a, a chap called um, George Stoker. He used to run Durham Club back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and always been friends with him on, on Facebook. He's been a friend of the, friend of the family for years. Um, so I just got in touch with him when I got back in the racing and just said, you know, have you, have you got any of your old buggies lying about? Because I'm thinking about doing some vintage stuff and, you know, just for nostalgia and all that. And he said, yeah, he says, I've got a, a Pred, um, which was my old car. Um, a laser zxr mark ii carbon tub which was my old car and um, a Kyosha Triumph, which I'd, I'd never had one of them um, and i managed to get um a really good deal on all three
1: nice <laughs> did, did you tell him yeah. it was for the community
3: he
1: put, he put yeah <laughs> community assistance he put i told you i wrote it down he put it he put did he put the price up because you knew they were yours and they'd be worth more to you <laughs> <laughs>
5: No, he, he said he, he he understood the value. I mean, even when I bought it in, I think it was late 2017, um, yeah. you, you still command sort of five, six hundred quid for a, um, a carbon tub 95. Um, and he said, he says, I'm, I'm selling you to selling you all of this um at this price on the understanding that if you ever sell the Predator, I want half the money. Yeah, fair enough. So, so it was like, don't worry about that, I'm not selling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You will never I'm be seeing yeah. So it's good I've it's it a couple of times. I'm going to
1: say it's good that you run it as well. It's really good to see it running, you know.
5: Yeah, it's done, it a, I think it was the final round at Workshop um, about th- three years ago, um, and it's done a couple of meetings at name on the carpet.
1: And was it reliable but, for you?
5: Yeah, yeah, no, I never yeah. it. The only, the only problem I had at workshop, um, which unfortunately retired us, was the old whales I had on. The plastic had gone quite brittle on them. And I'd taken one of the tabletops and it was one of the old um, five spoke yellow whales and it just completely gave way. Yeah. So uh, that was that was me day over from that one because I had no spare whales for it. So,
4: I think that's, that could have been a result, though, Dave, of the, um, the sheer amount of alcohol that we'd had the night before. Quite possibly. <laughs> and I'm
3: and not the, next question, the next question, pred related, is, when can I have a go? <laughs> <laughs>
2: of,
3: of mine, never. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to see a track When can I when can I have a go? And when can I put a five double a five double in it?
5: <laughs> when you can afford to replace all the bits that you break.
2: Well, when <laughs> the rear <laughs> come out. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, that's, that's nestled up on the shelf now. It's got going new body. I've had painted from um, from Chris Woodham's sort of. It'll be up on the shelf and it'll not say the track again for a, a good long while. That one.
3: Was that too, one of the valuable? Was <laughs> that one of the Penguin re-released bodies?
1: Yeah, it is, I. I. So did you did you put modern electrics in it to race it, or did you run it with the brushed stuff?
5: No, I put I put some brushed stuff in. It was uh, it handled it all pretty well, to be fair.
1: Yeah, ah, brilliant. It had a
5: ten and a half, and it was you know everything was turned
3: down, but it, it took it all really well. So, I was, was going to say, anything sort of. Modern, powerful that we'd consider powerful would—you'd uh, hmm. have been hoovering your diffs. Up yeah, it's the, same,
1: it's the same. Well, you know, I run the ten and a half in my RC10, and it's more than enough. You know, yeah. it's more than yeah. enough. Like you don't need—you don't need to go crazy. Plus the, I mean, the, I know.
5: diffs on the Predator of cheese anyway. So,
1: what was it? Yeah. What was the issue with? The, it was something to do with this because the center shaft had no give. Did it apparently it had gears on either yeah, so end, and you had to shim them. Just smash it. it just smash yeah, itself
3: yeah. into the it just smashed off like if you imagine like a modern four wheel drive there was no giving it but it was a solid shaft right the way in yeah so yeah. every time that every time the car like didn't land perfectly on all four wheels like just plush it would flex the chassis um, yeah. laterally
1: yeah i won't be, i won't just... be driving mine then <laughs> it just smash it
3: just smashed the uh smash the di- the drive shaft into the diff
1: Got you. Yeah. Got ya. That's unreal. So, we're all going to get re releases of the Predator if I do one, then, as long as they're reasonable Definitely.
5: money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if there's
3: and we'll no find- option, no limit with me, I'll just get one. I want one, regardless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll find a perfectly flat piece of hospital, cleanly floor. <laughs> yeah.
5: We'll stick it in with the touring cars, it'll go around the palace. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do like a rally stage style so there's not two on the track that can yeah. bang into each
2: other <laughs> at the same
1: time. Right, guys, we've been going for um, coming up on an hour now, so we'll thank you very much for your time and wish you all the best with you, um, the Durham Club. And uh, we'll, Me and myself and Chris will definitely be on a road trip. We'll come up and we'll bring our best warriors with us. Brilliant. Brilliant. So Excellent. before we let you go, on. do you want to say thank you to anyone, friends, family or sponsors? And we'll go for Dave first.
5: Yeah, um, well, I think this counts for, for Matt as well. Um, Alex Cullen, Moss Models. He's been absolutely superb with us, the Bang Average lads. Um, the club for the last couple of years now, he's, he's absolutely top draw with us. Um, so, yeah, Alex, Moss Models, myself, um, Matt and Dan at RPRC. Always look after me for Techno. Um, and our Jack's little shop, 10RC. Um, and Logo ID, um, who do all, do all our little uh, merchandise T-shirts and, and stuff like that. That's
1: so mine. Nice awesome. one, thank you. And yourself, Matt?
4: Yep, so uh, just again, another mention for Alex. He has been superb, um, and uh, you know he's pretty good crack as well to go with it, so uh, thanks to Alex. Um, one of the new sponsors we've got that's supporting both the club, Bang Average Racing, as well, as TKR Graphics, so uh, thanks to to the guys at TKR um, we're going to be doing some work with them in conjunction uh, with the, the new the new track um, and uh, yeah I mean that, that's it for me other than um, thanking the Lord that my wife's quite understanding about the amount of time I spend on toy cars sitting in my man cave or sitting in a, in a field somewhere in the UK so thanks to the wife as well
1: perfect is she listening is she?
4: Uh she she's not well she i think she's uh, probably asleep on the set the evening, <laughs> to be fair, like no, we will so, say that. Yeah. we we'll,
1: I'll miss that long suffering wife I do apologise on that one. Guys, <laughs> thanks very much. Um you've been epic and uh, I hope everyone can understand our mishmash of accents. <laughs> <laughs> go forward. We
5: do, that's the main thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks, thanks well, guys. Are they gone? Of course they have, they're professional podcasters, mate.
2: Oh well,
1: yeah. Ex professional
3: Ex-professional podcasters.
1: Yeah, yeah, so back to reality mate, me and you. What you've been up to?
3: Uh hold on a minute, there's I think there's something more important than me first, isn't there? Big announcement. Is that? CML have got a new T boy.
1: <laughs> Jason Potter's the T boy.
3: Well, that's not what he said.
1: Jason Potter is the T boy at CML. He doesn't make the T, that's just what we call him. So, I just, oh, right, that, okay. I, I said we, then. Do you like that? i smoothie smoothly drop that in. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's... not
3: it. We can say what we like about Potter, because he doesn't listen past the first hour, anyway.
1: He doesn't, mate. He doesn't. He listens to... He always... You know what? When these shows were 90 minutes long, he always used to say to me, they're too long. And now they're an hour long, he keeps saying, oh, they're too long. <laughs> I'm not, mate. What do you want? Well, <laughs> knocked off an what? hour off.
3: What do you want? What do you want? Like, just... What do you want? Just like a 10-minute, you know... You're right. How are you what he car do you drive?
1: He says. He says to me, he's got an half an hour drive to work, and he wants to make that half an hour for the length of the podcast. And I'm like, well, just do the you know, just listen to the one on the way to work, and then listen to the other bit on the way out. But he's like, no. I think what it is, he's yeah. secretly excited to listen to the podcasts, and he wants to get it all. I think he
3: hearing me and you.
1: Yeah, I say we will get up an hour earlier and go the long way around. but No. Maybe we should get him on one week. Yeah, I've, so, you know what? I've tried to get him on. You don't want to know.
2: All oh right. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll, I'll have to ask him again.
2: <laughs> yeah, <we'll laughs> I'll,
1: him him into it. I'll ask him in the morning.
3: Yeah. So, so uh, how did uh, Westfield take it? You know, the, the tragic news that the legendary Russ Lee. You,
1: you know what, mate? The they, they took it surprisingly well. Um, uh, I won't be. St- I'm not stumbled over my words. I'm just trying to. Say the right thing. I spoke to the, I spoke to my direct boss, and then eventually I ended up speaking to the CEO, and he was in one of the one of the days. Um, and I thought it was going to be a bit difficult, you know. Well, what can we do to make you stop and all this sort of stuff? And yeah. he was like, Russ, we look at your Facebook wall, you know, we know everything you do is awesome. I'm always, I'm always taking cars in and stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah he says, yeah. it's obviously it's your passion, so you you you're leaving with without blessings, and I'm like, well, that was easy because I kind of avoided him as I was trying to get away from him across the car park. Yeah. I ran past his office. Um, well, not ran, but, you know, shuffled past. Yeah. And, he, and I was trying to get to my car in the car park and he stopped me and he dragged me back and said, look, you know, Bob, he said all this stuff, you know. I was like, that's really nice, you know, because I, I don't know if I've told you this before, he's he's quite good mates with Craig Drescher because um, yeah. they both go to the same holiday place um, in Wales. And he also went to school with Greg Hill so oh, right. yeah so so that he obviously knows and he's got cars himself and stuff and he knows a about rc but yeah like i say he they, they were very good and, and i left with the blessings and i left on really good terms so I'm, yeah. I'm i'm very lucky i'm very lucky i don't know maybe I've, i don't know I've, I've done you know i've done 15 years at westfield building cars so i've been i've been a yeah, lucky boy so. through my life mate you know what i mean with the world or whether it's toy cars or real cars i'm i'm, I'm messing with so yeah, no, I feel so like. So did I'm going
3: Westfield on. ask for recommendations for their new tea boy off the old one?
1: <laughs> Mate, I don't make the tea. I, <laughs> I am a professional. I don't make the tea. Um, but no, it's good. Um, I'm. I'm really happy. I feel like I'm pondering on the on this. I don't mean to. I'm really happy. You know that I've left there on great terms. Um, I've gone back into CML. It's it's brilliant. You know, all the guy, go- all, all the same staff are there. It, it's really good. I'm really happy to be back there. You know why did I ever leave? I don't know, I don't know. But I'm so back there now full time, and I'm doing customer service. Um, I'm looking after the the social media pages the best I can, and I'm also going to be doing a little bit of product development. Not a lot. It's not like I'm a, uh, a car, an RC car designer. You know, just doing just doing a few little things and trying to do a few little things with with products and stuff. So it's slight. It's, it's it's a bit of a different role to what I did before, but I also do the same role as I did before. If you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Cust- customer service is um is good. He's really, you know, I'm a nice guy and I like lo- and I like to help people. Wow. I know you probably don't think that, but I do like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we yes. all love you. We yes. all love you. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm back now there that, for that. Now I'm, that
3: box that I need you to bring home for me. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> no, nah. I don't do. But I don't do um, deliveries.
3: You don't do deliveries. No. No. Not anymore.
1: No, no, no. Not, not after that one but,
3: time. Um, no, so uh, yeah, sounds good, mate. Uh, Glad it's all worked out
1: for you? Yeah, I'm really happy, mate. I'm really happy, really happy. And obviously I get to um know about things that come out, so
3: And sit gazing lovingly into Keith Robertson's eyes.
1: No, Keith works in the other in the other office. I've got actually got a, a better trophy wife now. I've actually got Alexander Haywood who sits opposite me.
2: Oh, you know, oh. with his wolf. You've with got
1: Haywood. I, I get to look into his wolf eyes every day.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't you think he looks a bit like Ryan Styles Harris?
1: Uh, I don't think so, no. Other than they're both other than they're both really skinny.
3: No, I think he does.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so no, I, it's, it's, it's great to be working with Alex, He's sound. Um so excellent. Yeah, we'll have to get him on the show when we all get racing again. Yeah, yeah,
3: we will do.
1: Yeah. He's a good so, quick, quick guide. Yeah, so that's enough about me and my um wonderful life. How how have you been? What have you been up to? Doing anything on your van or are you still uh, doing that weird Zoom course?
3: No i'm on that weird zoom course thing you know it's it's a bit bit weird to be honest um but hey ho, got to do it so have got to do it
1: what uh, is what is the course you're doing what 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 is it for what's, what 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 qualification will it give uh, you
3: it's oh it's not even like a proper qualification it's just something we've got to do for work
1: yeah.
3: um yeah it's 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 nothing interesting. It's all to do with legislation and customer service and all that kind of stuff. It's all stuff I've done before, yeah. but just never had somebody but put you, on a piece of paper. But I say, but
1: you, you need it on a piece of paper now.
3: Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you need a piece of paper to tell me I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, what I do is I log on at 9 o'clock. I sit there till 10 o'clock typing up the answers as they're telling you them on the thing. Yeah. And then I hang up at 10 o'clock and go and do other stuff like uh today i watched the snyder cut of justice league while well, i should have been typing up the notes but i'd already done it so i thought well why not you know do something i want to do um Brilliant. but yeah while well, i haven't been on it i've also built a b74.1
1: oh yes you a, did mention that how's it going together has it finished
3: oh it's done uh, apart from uh some of the electrics i'm still waiting on a speedo and some ser- and a servo yeah but everything else is in it um you know, motors in it, everything's ready to rock and roll. I have got to say a massive, massive thank you, I don't know whether he listens or not, he better do, um, to Ben Jemison, who knew I was struggling to get one, um, and needed one for some upcoming meetings, that um, I may not have got one out of the batch coming in, in time. So, so you he... Sell you his? No, he didn't even sell it me, mate. This is this is the how big of a hero Ben is. He literally said, Do you want me to send you mine? And when you get yours, replace it.
1: That's very decent of him. Very Mate, decent.
3: Yeah, Gemmo, honestly. I don't know if everybody's ever met Gemmo, but if you haven't, he's literally one of the nicest guys in
1: this hobby.
2: Brilliant. Um,
3: I don't think anybody would have a bad word to say about Gemmo. Um, well,
1: classmate, that's really good. That's and, if,
3: really and, if the, and if they have. I'm gonna kick them in the nuts.
1: <laughs> so, what have, you, what have you put on the car? Is it, have you built it box fresh? Have you put a setup on it? Have you copied a setup off Jamie Hall um, or um, Roger Mills or well, any, any upgrade well, parts right, on it? Well, well,
3: well. So, the only thing that isn't box fresh um, that's on it is the um, the motor fan, and that's just because I've got one of the really really nice aluminium ones.
1: So, you, so you haven't put any upgrades no. on it or anything from Associated or anything like that.
3: Um, oh, well, yeah, but that's that's not box fresh. I'm getting onto the upgrade. It's oh, sorry,
1: on. yes, what I meant. We me um, built it box standard yeah. is what, what I should have said probably. No, nah, no.
3: Nah. So, um, it's still got the original silver shocks on it, but I'm still waiting on some Kashima's coming. Yeah. Two uh, weeks. Obviously,
0: it'll
3: have Kashima. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Ironically enough, you say two weeks. The date is actually two weeks away. I told you, (laughs) mate. Mate, I haven't got a look
1: on the website. I know two weeks.
3: Now, so, uh, that you'll have Kashima shocks, obviously. Um, It's got the... I don't know what you call them. You know, the aluminium mounting parts on the rear hubs.
1: Oh, the Freddie Russell parts.
3: Yeah, I've got the Freddie Russell. Got the Freddy Rust, the FF racing ones on of those. Um I'd originally I'd had them for the old seventy-four, but I never got around to putting them on. So they're b- brand new gone on this. Um it's got the associated titanium turnbuckles. Yes. Just because it's a bit of a heavy old heavy old girl out of the box and shed- shedding a bit of weight. Um same thing, shedding a bit of weight, front and rear diffs, plastic gears in the diffs.
1: But, oh, sorry, say again. Plastic gears and the diffs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought they were running for stock
3: cars. I oh, know. I ran them all last year. Nothing wrong with them. Built, nah, built well, these associated. You
1: obviously don't drive fast enough. I suppose. They
3: all crash hard enough like this. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so before we before the seals on the box were even broken, there was a message sent to my, uh, my personal technical support, also known as Jamie Hall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did my standard. Jay, what am I sorting out on this? Let me know. Cheers. Um, yeah, put it all together. Um, just what like I said. Just waiting on a speedo and um, motor now. Body shells have gone off. I posted twelve body shells off to Phil Brooks at Blaster Paints.
1: You're loaded, you are, mate. Because you don't work, you know.
3: Well, I do work. I just because I can. Because we. I told you, mate. The jobs that we did in January.
1: Are you still living off January? It's March now, mate. Yeah.
3: Mate, Jeez. honestly, yeah. I'll you're I'll tell you the I'll tell you the details off air.
1: You're a big deal, man. You're a big I'll deal. I'll tell you
3: the details off air. Um, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah, but apart from that, everything's uh, everything's good. Sweet.
1: Well. I mean this is coming up towards like a two hour two hour show this is mate, so see we look at knocking it yeah, on the I'm head. Oh, I am as well, you know, this time's cracking on. So do you want to thank the sponsors then, Chris?
3: I can do that for you, mate, yeah. So thank you to CML Distribution and Schumacher Racing. Thank you guys for all that you do to support us, the, the lovely prizes you provide at Christmas and uh, everything you do to keep us on air. And a big thank you uh, last week to last week's guest, Muz, we had a lot of uh, feedback on it a lot of shares I think last time I checked there was over 50 or s- nearly 60 shares so that was that's amazing guys thank you for all of that yeah if you as long as you keep enjoying it we'll keep doing it
1: absolutely awesome Mike. well done guys thank you very much for getting involved with what we're doing we're doing our best every week to keep, keep bringing your content. We haven't got long to go on there before racing kicks off again. So look at getting yourself booked books into meetings. It's very easy to think, oh, I'll book in, I'll book in, I'll book in. And then all of a sudden, all the meetings are booked up and you still can't race till August. Well, maybe not that bad, but you, I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm saying. So make sure your BRCA license is up to date. And I know a lot of people, even people that I talk to, haven't done it yet, so make sure your your BRCA licence is all up and running. I mean even for practising, you probably you probably forget, if you do if you're a member of your local club and you and you go practising there, you need to be a BRCA member. So you might try and book into practice Saturday, they'll check your BRCA and if you're not a member, you're gonna look bit you're gonna look pretty silly. So I'm going on. Guys, thank you for liking and sharing. Thank you for getting involved every week. Please like and share this podcast. Like and share Aidan's podcast, The Extra Lap. Go and give them a listen. If you like us, you'll probably love them. They're probably a bit easier to understand with the accents. I mean, with this car crash of a podcast tonight, with with what's going on with all the chopping and changing, I hope you've made it through this far. So thank you very much. Don't forget to like and share this one. We've got an American on next week, so if you still listening now, we've got a scoop on next week. Well done. Chris, I'm done, mate. I'll see you next week. Warzone is falling. See you next
3: week, buddy. Have a good one.